Welcome to this Your Writing Success episode with Maria Saitano. Maria is a Portuguese dressage writer and a new star making her mark in the international dressage scene. Raised in a family of farmers and horse breeders that cherishes the agility of Portugal's native horse, the Luis Saitano, Maria has had a lot of success on the international dressage scene. Uh, Maria and her grey Luis Saitano stallion, Colorado, wrote history for the Luis Saitano breed by becoming the first pair ever to crack the magical 80% barrier in a curtain music. That is so freaking amazing. I just, I love it so much. She has also competed at two World Equestrian Games and at six European Dressage Championships. Her highest championship result is a sixth place achieved in Team Dressage at the 2017 European Championships. I had the best fun talking to Maria. Obviously, I love Frisian. She loves the Lusitano. We go into the breeds. We go into the dressage. We go into it all. Enjoy the podcast. Welcome to the Your Writing Success Podcast. My name is Natasha Altoff and I'm a Grand Prix dressage writer from Australia, author of three books and a leading online trainer of writers all around the world wanting to take their writing to the next level. I'm also a chocoholic, mother of two amazing children and obsessed with helping writers be all they can be. Each week, I'm going to be bringing you stories of inspiration, ideas and strategies of how to make real progress in your writing, and give you actionable advice on overcoming writing fear and anxiety, so you can take your writing to the next level and be the writer you dream to be. So let's get into today's episode. Welcome to the Your Writing Success Podcast. My name is Natasha Altoff, and I'm a Grand Prix dressage writer from Australia, author of three books, and a leading online trainer of writers all around the world wanting to take their writing to the next level. I'm also a chocoholic, mother of two amazing children, and obsessed with helping writers be all they can be. Each week, I'm going to be bringing you stories of inspiration, ideas and strategies of how to make real progress in your writing, and give you actionable advice on overcoming writing fear and anxiety, so you can take your writing to the next level and be the writer you dream to be. So let's get into today's episode. I'm so excited to talk to you. You are one of my heroes. I just, I'm so thrilled. I don't know if you know anything about me. I'm, I'm obsessed with black Frisians, but I'm quite impartial to, to white, to white ones as well. So let's, let's get started. When did you start getting into horses? Were you part of a horsey family? How did it all start? Yeah, well, actually, since I was born, <laughs> I was in contact with horses. Uh, so in my family, we, we breed horses. We also have a big farm with cattle. So I started riding in the farm since I was three, I think. Yeah. And, um, well, I, I love to, to ride in the farm to help people to, to put the cattle together and everything, these kind of things we do in the farm. And then uh, I started competing in working equitation. Uh, I don't know if you know the, 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 yes. the, the sport. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I actually started competing in working equitation. And almost at the same time, I started also with dressage. Okay. So I think around my 12, 13 years old, then I, I started uh, competing. And um, then more seriously, I started as a young rider doing um, international championships uh, and in 2005 I did my first European championships as a young rider and, and that was then, dressage or you dressage, were still doing dressage. dressage okay so you what well, made you do the shift from working equitation to just dressage uh, then I, 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 I had the, the, the goal to, to reach higher stages. And, mm-hmm. uh, of course, then in working equitation, we have already world championships and so on. 
but that dream about the Olympics and World Equestrian Games, then I decided to follow only the, um, the dressage path. I love it. And since 2005, I've been always in the team for Portugal since yes. young rider. Mm-hmm. Uh, and was uh, big lucky to have a horse in every year that could uh, help me to be in the team uh, in big championships like Europeans, World uh, Equestrian Games. So since then to nowadays, I, I've been always in the Portuguese team representing my country and with Lusitanos mainly. So it's a big... Uh, You're making this sound way too easy. So we're going to unpack this. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, it's um, it, it was uh, curious because in the beginning I was studying. I studied business um, yeah. in business school, yes. And actually, I was teaching in also in the in the university. Yeah. And at the same time, I was riding for for a long time. I keep I kept my both careers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, around two thousand eight, I think I decided. Uh, well, 2010, around it, I decided to, to quit my business job and the be a professional. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and to be professional in the dressage world. Um, That's awesome. Well, yeah. Okay. So let's, let's, let me try and reverse engineer this. Um, because you're just saying, well, I rode horses and then <laughs> I, I want to go to the piece of you wanted Olympics, world, world championships. You wanted the, the lights. Did you believe you could? Was there anything around you that was like, who do you think you are? And of course you can't do that. And I'm a Louis Satano. <laughs> no, actually, I, when I was doing the, the working equitation, uh, I used to travel to, with my team, with the, the Portuguese team of working equitation to make some shows like in Equitana and also in, uh, yeah. in some in some championships in Germany and, and yeah. I saw the big stages and the big riders and I wanted to be there. I, I yeah. never uh, had it in my mind that it was really, really possible, but mm. I knew that I would like to work for it and to, and to give my best for it. And then also in my, all my holidays, I traveled to Germany since I was 14. Uh, I used to travel to Germany to make, clinics and like yeah. uh, to work as a working student and yeah. uh, assistant rider yeah. to improve my skills but my my main focus was always to to be better on my on my technique and then I had uh, also lucky to have good horses around me also my parents helped me a lot in the beginning uh, finding uh, the right horses for me mm-hmm. to start like a schoolmaster all the, the yeah. steps were clearly done and well then uh, I also had some horses from my breeding and all together I could I love it. get them. It's <laughs> awesome. Okay, so um was it always gonna be a Louis Satano? Like I love this. Um you you breed them, your family bred them. Um was do you do you look at a horse and do you go and assess it by its breed or is it just it happens to be that or if it happens to be whatever you just it's the horse that's in front of you you don't really see the uh yeah actually that's the truth i like a good horse and a good horse that helps me to 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 reach my goals but when i can do it with the lusitano it gives me a special a special pleasure of course because it's the horse from my country and it's also uh, amazing to ride them because Mm -hmm. they give it all for us it's a kind of breed 
that sometimes you see the wormwoods. I also write wormwoods, and I have uh, and I had in the past some good ones, and I also now. But when when you have that feeling inside of the arena, that of course a wormwood can trot like flying, and they have a, they are strong, mm. stronger than the Lusitanos, and mm. but then the Lusitanos sometimes you see it's not so strong, but they give all he has with with the heart, you know, and the emotions he. That the Lusitano uh, gives not only for us but also to the the public, to the audience. It's really amazing. Oh, I love it. Yeah. So you really do feel that that breed does want to do, want to perform and and gives you just that little bit more than what you've experienced in the warm blood. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Oh, that just makes me feel so cool. Oh, very cool. So how did it feel? I want to go to this moment when you broke, like just even saying it gives me goosebumps and I was not there. I was not part of this, but you cracked an 80% in a curd of music at the 2018 CDI with a Did you think it was possible? Did you go in there going, come on, we've, we've got the 80. What was the thinking behind that moment? At the time, at the moment, no, no. Uh, well, I knew that one Lusitano, one one day, I didn't know if it was with yeah. me or not, yeah. will reach that 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 score. I, I was sure about it, um, and even more in the in the future. I really believe on it, but I didn't know that it was at that moment or even that year or that season. Yeah. So it was uh, the horse was in a really good uh, shape at the time. And we were competing very often because we were um, doing the, the, the World Cup season, trying to qualify for the World Cup finals. Mm. Um, and Coroado was in a, a really good condition. We were uh, competing very often, what gives us uh, better better feeling every competition. Mm. But mm. actually, in that day, from the Grand Prix to the, the, to the freestyle, he had not um, a, a good night. He was not feeling mm. well. Yeah. It was strange, not eating. So I oh. spent with my groom and with my vet, we spent all the night with the horse. Oh, my God. Happening. And we really spent hours at, at that night with the horse. But at the end, it was nothing uh, serious. Yeah. And But anyway, I, I got in the, the arena for the cure, for the freestyle. And I was, like, very careful. Let me ride every step and feel how he, how he feels. And I was so focused in every exercise and in every feeling the horse was giving to me that at the end, I knew that I had done a very correct and very good performance. But when I heard the 80%, I could not believe. But what, because I was so mm. thinking only about the feeling and how is he feeling in the health and in the body. Mm. At the end, it was the, all the, 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 the audience was clapping and I said mm, it was really good <laughs> <laughs> of course when I saw the 80% um, score it was amazing yeah. did you cry yeah sure yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, cry <easily>. <laughs> I cry easily too <laughs> with good good things yeah (laughs) yeah that's amazing so um that happened what did that do because it seems like you had that unshakable belief a louisa tano will do this whether or not it's me or whether it's that the horse will do that so what is now your belief around what the horse and maybe even you and the horse can do i'd love to know 
I, I think we can I think we can reach higher and higher uh, stages and also now after that I, I break my my personal best again I broke my personal best again in the same in the same competition one year later in, in, in Mecklen the World Cup we oh, did the uh, 80.9 almost 81 percent almost <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then, and also in the Rotterdam, the, the Portuguese team could uh, could get the Olympic qualification That's with higher scores than the year before. So I think we are rising step by step. Not only me, also the, the other Lusitanos in the team, the other Portuguese riders, uh, the breeders are doing a, a great job yeah. breeding uh, athletic horses. Yeah. And uh, also that the riders are believing more and more in the horses, in the Lusitano breed. So I think we have a, a very small scale uh, in what concerns the number of mares and well, breeding mares and the number of horses in general. Mm. But if we see the results, comparing with the scale of the, 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 the sport yes. horses, of wormlets, yes. It's really amazing. So I believe, of course, not in a big number of horses in the high sport, but I believe that uh, in some years we, we can have some horses, not only one or two, but some horses fight uh, the big places <laughs> in, yeah. the, in the wins and world championships. Yeah, that's huge. So do you, how do you, I'm just trying to reverse engineer how you get to where you're at. So did you have coaches that didn't believe in your horse, in you, in the combination? How did, how did you get through that? Well, I, we, we, we always tried to have um, the coaches uh, that believed on Lusitanos mm. um, and that uh, mainly not only about the breeding, but, all, but about the, the classical equitation. Yeah. Uh, I always had uh, the, the the pleasure to ride with great um, teachers, with great coaches in the way we like to ride, right. with the classical principles, with the respect for the horse since the beginning. So I I, I rode with a long time with uh, Lisa Wilcox, yeah, uh, the American, yeah, the American rider when she was based in the, in Germany. Yes, I used spend there the, the summertime riding with her when I was uh, like 16 That's um, and then and now I have the Ton the reader yeah it's a very known coach as well and I'm with, with him together with my father because my father had been always my coach since the beginning oh wow so we work together every day uh, and then cool. and now I also have Ton the reader that comes often to to help us so they always believed in Lusitanos. They always believed in the Portuguese um, uh, riders and the Portuguese yeah. uh, principles of equitation. So we, 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 what we needed in Portugal was some uh, inputs for the sport. And to, to like to 15 years ago, we had already great riders. But now I c we can see the, the, the result of this work of being more involved in the in what is the sport not only the classical equitation and i think the combination of the sportive equitation and the classical can really give good results in the in a country like ours yeah absolutely so would you say that the writing you do now because i love that it seems to come from a really solid foundation do you find writing dressage not at all <laughs> Good. <laughs> I mean, it's not good. Doesn't matter how good you get, 
it's still not getting easy, but talk to me about oh. what, what you think about riding I mean, dressage. I used to say, I used to say every Grand Prix test I do, I find, I find it even more difficult to, <laughs> perfect, to be really perfect and to be, to find every point to, to, to get one more point in one exercise. It's mainly the Grand Prix. It's, mm. you have no time to prepare anything. So it's, yeah. it's really where you can see if your basis of, of equitation, if yeah. your basis of feeling the horse, uh, of, uh, have a good relationship with the horse, everything counts to get like half percent more. Yeah. Yeah. And it puts really your principles like if or you have it or you cannot perform a, a proper grand prix you know so it's what i found is that every single single detail counts to get wow. a better performance and so when you say every detail do you mean not just in the riding i've been speaking to a lot of top riders and they talk about the the care at home and how the horse is looked after if if it's getting iced if it's booked for feet feet legs get iced if they go out in the paddock what they're eating what the farrier's doing everything, all of that everything. yeah all all the small the smallest detail you think it will give you something uh inside the ring uh, also i i i like a lot to build a strong relationship with the horse the bonding mm. between the horse and the rider it's really important with me in coroado i think that's one of the main the points that gives us uh, the, the, our our success, our results, because I really spent spent uh, my life with the horse since he was uh, five years old that he's with me. Wow. So, like weekends traveling, I always travel with the horse in the in the lorry. Um, of course, I have my groom, but uh, every hour, every every time that he needs something, I'm there and. I see, I'm, I'm sure that when he's not feeling so well in some in some cases, I can look at him and like I know what's happening. Wow! So this this uh, bonding, this relation, this re- relationship inside the ring really uh, is really really important. That's huge, and I I feel again I'm a little bit biased. I'm like you get that relationship a little bit more with the Luis Atano, don't you? <laughs> like I feel that bonding or that feeling yeah. of like sometimes the horse can give can can give that to you and i feel that that breed is is just i don't know a bit more sensitive uh, or a bit more uh, in tune yeah. to that i don't know I think, yeah that's that's really true because i think that it happens because the, that breed was created to to help the riders uh, in the war in the beginning yeah of course so they so they 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 were Created to to and, and selected mainly to yes bread. to have this uh, the bread, bread to have this um, relationship this uh, feeling between the the horse and the rider it's like the rider sings and the horse sings the same and yeah. or if if it's a critical moment even if they are because those Italians are a little hot in the in the in the, the way of being yes. mainly the stallions. Yeah. Sometimes uh, Coroado in the warming ups he's really naughty because he's a stallion and he likes to show that he's a stallion. <laughs> said, How can I manage it inside the ring? And then he gets in and he says, "No, oh, now it's we we will do our job and I give it all for you." So 
I love it. Oh, that's so cool. Okay, so um, you were based in Germany before COVID hit. Um, Tell us a little bit. I mean, obviously, you were gearing up for a big games. Tell us how you've managed this whole, I mean, everyone's life has turned upside down yeah. for an athlete looking for the Olympics. I mean, that's a, that's a huge thing. So share with us yeah. how that's gone. <laughs> well, in the beginning, just to, to, to explain how I moved to Germany, um, I was based in Portugal and I used to, to drive to Germany every summer to prepare the big championships. Yeah. Uh, like in May, I used to travel there to compete in Aachen and yes. in the big competitions around Germany uh, and then prepare the, the like Europeans or World Equestrian yeah. Games that happened always in August, September. Yeah. Uh, and two years ago, I decided to stay uh, in Germany because I wanted to do the, the, the World Cup finals in mm. the winter season there. Yeah. And I also had the, the opportunity to work in uh, Hofkastelmann stables. Uh, so it was riding because you wanted to ride some more and learn some more I love yeah, it. of course of course and also to have the warm blood horses experience yeah. I also had some warm bloods already but it, there you can really feel yeah uh, these kind of horses and ride the younger horses and all mm. kind of horses it was a very valuable experience for me mm. so I stayed I, I didn't think about staying two years in a row in Germany before but then I said okay I stay now one more winter and then again so at the end I found a very nice stable there to 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 have my horses yeah and before the COVID situation mm. I was there with uh, 11 horses 11 so, yeah. <laughs> yeah so but then I found that the big um, competitions the big CDIs five stars and four stars were not happening no so I said Maybe I come back home and at, in Portugal we could, we had the conditions to keep competing in uh, CDI three stars and national mm-hmm. competitions mm-hmm. and also to be with the family again yeah. and at home. So I moved back to Portugal and now I'm waiting to see what's, what's going on towards yeah. the Olympics. Exactly. It's, it's, so do you struggle with that, with the uncertainty of is there an Olympics in 21? Is there big four five-star competitions in 2021 what am i doing (laughs) it's difficult it's difficult and and also it's very important for for an athlete to to make um, a management of uh, the the plan the planning of the the season yes go to some cdis and then depending on the horse i have right now three horses in grand prix so i like to make the 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 schedule for, for them to, to go with one to a yeah, which one gets ridden at which one? Of course, I can have it very clear in my mind, and I I used to sit together with my coaches to to decide that. And mm. now we, we cannot decide anything because we decide to go to one place, and the, two days later it's cancelled. Yeah, and then it's like this, and then you cannot travel. Or mm. so I just wait and see and make short term decisions. Yes, then. Uh, we can keep the horses uh, working and in a good shape and good condition and wait to see. <laughs> oh, I love it. Okay, so talk to me about, um, you said you've got three Grand Prix horses. Are they all the Wisitanos? Uh, no, I have uh, the, the the two main ones are Lusitanos. It's Coroado, of course, that now I gave him a, a break, holidays, because of all this situation. He doesn't yeah. need to compete very often it now is just 
and I'm uh, getting having the chance to make some like physiotherapy and yeah. some um, treatments. So he's just enjoying. He's the loving it. <laughs> And uh, then I have Phoenix Latineo. It's a younger a Lusitano. It's ten years old, and it's brother Corrado's brother. So also and also from the same uh, sponsor, the same owner. Yeah. Um, and he's already competing uh, Grand Prix, scoring around seventy percent. So it's my second option. Yeah. And I, I want to focus now in on Phoenix and uh, do some CDIs, give him experience to, mm-hmm. to have. Uh, it's also it's always good to have a second option if something happens. Absolutely, you never know. Yeah. And uh, and the, the the third one, it's an interesting uh, horse. It's a crossbred between Lusitano and the Wormblood. Wow. Son of uh, Bretton Woods, so he's son of a Dutch horse. Yeah. And the mother, it's half Lusitano and half Wormblood. So he's uh, three quarters Wormblood, one quarter Lusitano. And did you breed him? Uh, no, I bought him as a uh, five years old. Okay. So that, that's, that's the only horse I own. <laughs> the, all the others are owned by some sponsors. And, yeah. Um, and that's when I bought him as five years old. I would like to try this, uh, this cross. Yeah. Between Lusitano and Wormblood, and he's doing great. He's only eight years old, and it's already uh, competing in Grand Prix. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And is it? Do you have you found? Because obviously, there's amazing things about Wormbloods. There's amazing things about Lusitanos. You're trying to put just all the good bits of both things. <laughs> and what have you found? Is there is there any bad, or like what is he more like? Does he throw to one or the other? No, in this case, uh, this horse got the good things from both sides. I was <laughs> like, because he looks like he totally looks like a wormblood. He's yep. athletic and a tall yeah. horse, and really strong and with yeah. really big movements. Oh. But then when you ask when you ask the the collection, the Piaf yeah. Passage, he like thinks that he's a Lusitano. That he well he is, but he goes to that blood and he can do. Very good uh, collection uh, work, like pirates, yeah. uh, Passage, Piaf. So I think in this case, I was lucky to put together <laughs> the good thing of both folds. And I, I find it very interesting to do mm. this, uh, this crossing. I think it can Absolutely. have a, a future uh, yeah. to, to do it for the breeders. Yeah. I also have some more horses like him, younger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it can, it can have a, a good result at the end. Oh, that's amazing. I love it. All right. So what does a normal day look like for you? How many horses are you riding? What goes on? Well, right now I have a little bit too much horses. No, not too much, but I have uh, 14 horses in my organization now. And I I ride, I used to ride nine, ten a day. I have um, a girl working with me, an assistant rider, and also my father, helps me riding some some horses every day good so we kind of share uh, the horses mm-hmm. um, so i start riding at uh, eight thirty to to give time for the grooms to prepare everything yeah. and i try to ride the most part of the horses during the morning mainly yeah. on summer because the summer in portugal is very hot yeah so have, well on summer i start earlier yeah oh i've got you it's all good. Yeah. All good. Yeah. <laughs> so on summer, I have to start earlier mm. 
write everything in the morning because we can in Portugal we can have like 38 degrees almost 40 degrees so yeah really and you've got an indoor I'm assuming to keep the sun off you at least uh, yes we have an indoor and an yeah. outdoor uh, arena but I yeah. always I like to write outdoor <laughs> better <laughs> I really like it Oh, when cool. I was in Germany, in you know, it's the opposite. In winter, yes. you really have to ride indoors because it's really cold. So yeah, it's, uh, but I, all right. And then, do you do teaching in the afternoon, or what? What after all the horses are done, what do you do? Uh, well, then uh, when I finish my job with the horses, I like to to go to a little bit to the gym and or jogging outside. And it's good that I live in a farm. I love to jog around the farm. Yeah. So that's my my day, and in the day off for the horses, we used to to give them two days off in the weekend, but or they are walked on hand, or yeah. they go to the paddock, or we 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 love to to go hacking with the horses. I find I find it really really important. Mm. I love to go in the field with them, clear the mind to make yeah. muscles walking for like one hour or something like that. It's yeah. I think it's really important at the end that the horses have different things to do during the week, not only yeah. dress up. So what does a normal week for a horse look like? Is it two days in the arena, one day outside hack, or what does the week look like? No, usually I do from Monday to Friday um, training in the arena, but not right. the same every day. Yeah. I like to do one day to, fo- for example, in a Grand Prix horse, I like to focus one day mainly in the ca- uh, Panther exercises, then the next day more passage piaf, mm-hmm. then one day only stretching and giving yeah. some gymnastics. Yeah. So during the week, I do mainly uh, the, the work in the arena. Then in the weekend, I go outside, put them in the paddock, then yeah. go riding outside, cantering in the field. All these yeah, that yeah, like. all that stuff. Like wait for it. <laughs> <laughs> and um, you mentioned that you're riding stallions. Are they breeding stallions as well? Do you have to incorporate that into their routine? Yes, some of them. Yes, yes. Mm. Mainly Phoenix, Phoenix the Tineo, my the, my second Grand Prix horse. Yep. He's a really good breeding stallion, and also one very interesting horse I am riding is a six years old named Jasmine Plus. So that horse will be I think he will be a great Grand Prix horse in the future and we are planning now to go with him to the world uh, championships for young horses yes the six years old class and he's already breeding a lot in Portugal the breeders are really interested in the in this uh, in this horse and are using him a lot so we have to to coordinate the, the the breeding duties Yes, the, the sport. And do you do that, or someone comes in and does the whole? Um, it, like, is it chilled it semen, or is it live cover, or oh, it wouldn't be live cover? No, no, no. It's it's uh, semen. Uh, yeah, yeah. Use the the frozen semen, or also the fresh semen. But yeah. So planned in this case that the owner of this horse is Dressage Plus, and they have all the the facilities to do this, to do this breeding, the collection of the semen. Yes. So in the breeding season, I move the horse moves to 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 them from yeah. my stable to, to dressage plus stable, and they do the collection during I think two months or something like yeah. that. They working the horse, but of course during these two months, uh, the horse is only focused on breeding, and then he comes back to right. To so you really separate it. You're a dressage horse. Now you go be a breeding horse. Now you yeah. come back. Okay, yeah. and does that help the stallions understand? Yeah. 
the job. I have both things. We, with Phoenix, we do we do the opposite. We okay. keep working and we collect. I think yep. dep- depends on the horse. Actually. Yeah. But in both cases, they don't change the mind. Uh, I love nothing. it. Yeah. Like, we, when it's to work, they work. When it's to go breeding, they they, they love it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Awesome. Okay. So um, you mentioned that you go for runs. Do you also hit the gym? Do weights? I'm sure lots of er- everyone's curious. Oh God, how much how much gym do I have to do as well? <laughs> no, no, no. I I just run. Mm-hmm. Not well, some some stretching exercises, but no yeah. weights because yeah. I think that's uh, for the body of the rider. It's important that you have the some strength, of course, but that you have um, not a skinny body. But I don't like to see when you are really that strong with muscles riding a horse, you know, mm. because I think it kind of blocks. In my case, I don't. I understand yeah, that yeah. people like. In my case, okay. when I I tried it, of course, sometimes in the gym, and then I feel that my body is blocked when I'm riding, mm. when I have too much muscles in the mainly in the in the arms or uh, in the shoulders. Okay. Yeah, uh, I prefer when my body is like uh, free, so I only run to more. I think it's more to do something different than the, only the riding for yeah. for the body. You know, and does so it I help like your brain? Like to yeah, just that was yeah. I, I wanted to say also yeah. for that to clear a little bit my yeah. brain it, when you have uh, the possibility to do it outside and in the yeah. field, yeah. look around. I like to go and look around the, the, the cattle and yeah. the animals in the farm, so it's kind of a therapy not only for the body but also for the mind, yeah. And because it's almost medit like, do you actually meditate as well, or is that probably how you would meditate just by going for a run? I think that's it. That's yeah, my, yeah. we'll my go with that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but and, uh, actually now I'm I'm curious to see because many riders have like mental coaches and this kind yes. of uh, uh, therapies and helps from from professionals. I never used it before, but I'm sure it's a, it's a good uh, a good thing to 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 do before competitions and so on. It's, I have some colleagues that use it and. Actually, I'm curious to to yeah to see how it works. Yeah, what I think is great though is like as you said, like at that test, it's it, to me it's it's about having no past and no future. It's about being in that moment. And as you described that test yeah. where you did so well, you were right in that zone, baby. <laughs> you were right where you needed to be. With me, it's really like this, and it happens that. Sometimes it it didn't go so well, and usually mm. with my tests, when I'm not focused in the in in every movement of the horse, and I'm thinking of something else, yes. or in the results, or in yes. what went bad in the training, yeah. it's never good idea. It, it never goes well. Yeah. When I have a good result and really a good test, it's when I'm totally focused in what I'm doing. Yeah. And when it happens, usually then comes okay. a good result. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right. So we've done all this chatting about how you've, you're just amazing and it's all been amazing. Please share with everyone listening of something that didn't go so well because I know lots of people listen to these podcasts or watch the top riders and they go, well, they just have it all perfect and it always works great for me. What, like, is there something that you want to share? Did you come last one time? Did it, was something really bad and, and so it's okay. Like, did you ever get eliminated? <laughs> <laughs> of 
course it's okay. <laughs> in the sport, you have no chance to be always in the top. That's yeah. why sport is so so good also for the education for children and because yeah. it really puts what what is the life. Uh, it really shows you what is the life. Yeah. So yeah, of course I had many bad moments. <laughs> uh, when I remember, it's it was a sad moment more than a bad competition. It, yeah. I had um, a very good Lusitano. It was, was only nine years old. And we were qualified for the World Equestrian Games in Kentucky in yeah. 2010. And he passed away five days before the flight to, to, to the States. Stop. With a stupid thing. He had uh, like um, a skin uh, allergy. And he had to give antibiotics to that the, the skin goes uh, better to fly. Yeah. And because it was a long flight. And then he was scratching or so on and yeah. he made an, uh, an athletic shock like an, an allergic reaction to the antibiotics so in like five minutes on in my hands he, yeah. he passed away so it was a really hard uh, it was really hard, hard for me and all the team and it was a horse bred at home oh stop so, yeah and that's the thing there's these things can happen and we all know what it's like when you lose a pet so you're losing yeah. your pet you've got this bond and you're losing your your sporting plans plans yeah also me because it's all, yeah it's finances yeah. as well there's all these areas yeah it was in and at the time i remember it uh, was my my first uh, world equestrian game stop and the, I, I remember that, like, some weeks before, I was so excited that I used to tell everyone, I want to put this horse in um, protection. Of a wrap. Yeah. I, I don't, yeah. I don't want that nothing happens. And I was always calling the groom, how is he feeling? How... And now, after that, I used to say, okay, I have to take care of the horses, of course, the best I know to do everything, but I only think about the championship, the uh, big goal. I only talk about it when, I, when it's done. Good on it's you. It's not like I say I'm going to the Olympics. No, yeah. I don't say that. I just say I've been in the Olympics. Yeah. Only after that I say and I think about this because otherwise it's really you have to, you have to focus in the, in the daily work and, mm. and it not dream about uh, of course you can dream about big things but not put so much no, of right. you into it because mm -hmm. things like this can happen because we are athletes we, we uh, as a person we are an athlete something mm. can happen to us and also something can happen to the horse because that's why our sport is so difficult because you have to count on two human well not human beings but two uh, yes but that's like if you have a rowing partner or a beach volleyball partner at least you can communicate with words hey look after yourself the horse has no idea um so it is the hardest i think when it comes to partnerships yeah that's it that's yeah it. But what a great lesson, as you've said it. it it's, it's, I always think that the most horrible things and the most saddening things, and at the time I can't even comprehend what that loss would have yeah. felt like. But what a gift that's given you from now on to, to keep you in that moment. I really saw it and I really took it like this, like yeah. a big lesson and the motivation I had at the time, a seven-years-old horse yes. that was already – doing the all the Grand Prix movements. So he will be eight years old the next, the, 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 in January. He could compete Grand Prix. So I told him it was 
CDPD. He competed with me in, I think, four Europeans and one World Equestrian Games. So I told him, now you have to give it up. <laughs> Let's do it. And in, in January, February, the, 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 the year he was there. After, he was there competing Grand Prix. And in, as eight years old, he did his first uh, European Championships in, in Rotterdam. So it gave me, it, it gave me strength to keep working and to, to do my, yeah. my job even with more, uh, yeah. strength and. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. That is awesome. Okay. So who are the people in your system and how do they help you? How does it all work? Yeah, I told already before that my, my daddy is always yeah. with me. He's my coach, my mental coach, <laughs> my friend, and he really leaves my my career together with me. He goes to every competition. So right. we, we really have a, a great relationship uh, since the beginning of my of my sports career. Yeah. Uh, of course, then I have my Tom de Rieder, my, my, my coach from, from uh, Holland. And my groom, my assistant rider, and she's also my groom, a very nice girl from Portugal. Yeah. She's been already for some, well, not for a long time ago, for some months. Yes. But she's really, really nice. That's because, good. Because as I told you, I like to travel with the horses in the yes. lorry. So she yes. comes with me, so we really spend hours together. Yes. <laughs> I feel like you've known her for years. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And we, we, we live we we had together this uh, situation in in Germany with the COVID. We were stuck there for some like I think four months without competitions, without yeah. going anywhere. Only me and her with twelve horses in the arena every day. <laughs> so uh, it it do it. Oh, that's good. And and of course the the the, the farriers, the blacksmith, and the the vets are very important. We do uh, we do. I think the team. The team of uh, around the horses yeah. or around one horse to to get uh, to the highest level it's really important. Yeah. Every member of the team, every detail again, it's important. So to have a strong and solid team, it's it's uh, really a, a thing I try to 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 find every day. Yeah, yeah, that's huge. Awesome. Okay, and do you have any other hobbies? What do you do on your days off, or is there anything else that you seek out? I like I like a lot to 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 go out for dinner with friends. Yeah. To I like to cook and to to receive people at home, to invite people Love home, big dinners with friends at home as well. So. Mainly these things, and to, or to go out with my boyfriend, to to travel like small, always small holidays because horses cannot stop. Yeah. So we try to go like when when I when my my assistant rider rider can stay with all the horses during the weekend. I like to go to travel for one weekend around also in Spain or Portugal to to make my my brain a little bit free of all the emotions that horses give you every day. Absolutely, so, and of course, the jogging makes part of the hobbies. I don't see it like a bad thing. I like to do it. So, yeah. And does your partner do anything with horses, or what does he do? No, no, <laughs> not uh, not at all. He he also uh, runs some farms, family farms, uh, and uh, he he has some business in the. Um, in the electric industry, like the, yeah. the, I don't know the name, how you can spell it in English, like the, the, the sun, 
Oh, solar energy. Yeah, solar energy. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Nothing to do with horses. It's good that that, that you can talk about different Other things. things. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. All right. So, um, do you want to share what your goals are for the next ten years, or do you want to keep it quiet? We'll just talk about like we don't need to talk about what you want to do if you just want to talk about what you have done. I totally get it. Well, no, no, no. I, I like to. I like to. As I told you, I like to focus in my daily work. Yeah. And I like to 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 keep improving my skills. Yeah. To be every day better on my technique, on my riding, on my relationship with the horses. And if uh, in 10 years I'm doing the same I'm doing right now, I'm happy because uh, to be in the Portuguese team every year, to, to be able to have a Grand Prix horse continuously in the, in the sport, <laughs> to be able to ride CDI's five stars, World Cups, for me that's already really big so to keep to have the chance to to maintain my level because for a for an athlete that's difficult to keep mm. going in the same level because sometimes you have up and down mm. so if in 10 years i'm doing the same i'm doing right now i'm happy of course I'm if happy. i can get better and have better qualifications and uh, to, to go to the olympics next year and then to the olympics of paris that's great but i don't think too much about it that's amazing. Awesome. All right. Do you have any sponsors that you want to mention? Well, um, about spo- I, I, I also call sponsors to the, my horse owners, and yes. I really want to mention them. Yes, they please. are really, really important for, for my career. And mm-hmm. they are with mainly, uh, most of them are with me since the beginning of That's my sports career. Uh, so the Finca Tineo is the owner of Coroado and uh, Phoenix. Yes. Uh, they re- I, I used to say they are my angels because they are with me for everything. And they trust in our team since the beginning and supported all, all my career. My, uh, they trust in my decisions. They are always there for, for, for me. And without them, of course, without Coroado, I think uh, nothing would be the same. Mm. Um, yeah, and now I have uh, also uh, Rui Oliveira and Manuel Luis Gosha that uh, have some had one horse very important with me before. Then it was sold to Brazil, and now we have three horses together. Also, uh, Blueberry Farm is from the states. Um, mm-hmm. They are with me for only for half a year, but I, I really believe in the the future relationship. Cool. I also have a sponsor from Colombia. Harold Pascon that has some horses with me as well. Yeah. So it's it's great to have uh, good people around you. It's the main thing. Yeah. Uh, to 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 be successful in the sport without the the right people and mainly good people. I always try, try to to find my partners and my team, my sponsors from well, people with uh, with good values and that yes, love so important. That mm-hmm. really love the the sport and the horses it's mm. it's uh, the main thing because then the business of, of course you have to put it together uh, at the end but but if you really believe on your horse and in your rider in your team at the end you will have a, a good result that's awesome and yeah. then i work with some in, with some uh, brands uh, mm. of uh, dressage uh, tech yeah uh, i ride in bait saddles yes 
Yes, Australian brand. It's yeah, I was going to say, oh, that's yeah. so cool that they're over in Portugal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I the, uh, since I already uh, five or six years, they are my sponsors. For wow. Singles. I really, really like it. It's, I told them if one day for some reason I cannot, I, I cannot have your sponsorship, I will buy all the saddles. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a favorite saddle? Because I think they've brought out a new one recently, have they? Yeah, I just got it. It's, yeah? it's nice. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I used to, to ride in the Innova Monoplus. Yes. And now the new one, it's, it, it's called Artist. Yes. It's quite the same, but with some improvement. It would be, I will replace all my saddles for the new one. <laughs> and because um, obviously the Louis Santano had a, a bit of a different back, so you find it's yeah, good for those why, kinds of breeds? Yeah, that's why I found it so, so good for, for me or for my horses, because yeah. you can really adapt the saddle to each horse. Yeah, great. So, and the, the Lusitanos used to used to be uh, skinny horses when they are young, like mm. uh, from three <laughs> to six years old. They are skinny and uh, with a small back, so yeah. it's difficult to fight the saddle. And suddenly, when they get muscles, they go like fat <laughs> and round backs. So yeah. you have to adapt your saddle through all the years to, to yeah. that horse. And yes. of course, if you change horse with these saddles, you have the opportunity to change and to adapt them to, to the new horse. So it's also yeah, a valuable thing. And of course, then I have uh, some sponsors for gloves, hockel, and also the, the, the protection boots from Zandona. It's an Italian brand. I have TRM from Ireland for the vitamins, uh, oh, yeah. the, the supplements, the, the nutritional supplements. Yeah. And well, uh, I have, I'm lucky I have a Portuguese brand <laughs> with me that is Rigoletto for the clothes, the riding clothes. So I'm lucky good. to have good, good brands around me as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, I always think, you know, like attracts like, and you're obviously an extraordinary human being, and everyone just wants to be around, and all extraordinary is coming together. <laughs> but that's, that's good to have good people around. Them. Absolutely. Great. And where can listeners find you? Are you on, um, I'm assuming Instagram and Facebook. Are you on TikTok yet? No. <laughs> I don't know. It's not my thing, TikTok. Well, <laughs> I find it funny when I see some videos from TikTok, but I don't know if I can do it. No, I have Instagram. It's my main um, social media. It's, uh, I have, I think my name is, if you put Maria Caetano, uh, yep. you go to, to my page, but, uh, I think my name in Instagram is Maria M Caetano altogether. Okay, we will so, definitely, that will be in the show notes. So if you want to find the spelling and, and find Maria on Instagram, you can definitely do that and follow all your amazing horses. <laughs> and I'm so excited that we know there's some really good ones coming up to, I mean, they're all good, but really cool ones that are young that are also going to, going to come through. Yeah. Thank God I have young horses coming. So it's, it's really important for a career of an athlete to have this, all the ages of horses coming through. Uh, so. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And do you have any advice for young riders or any riders that are like, oh, I, I want to I wanna be her, I want to do that? What, what do you think is the secret to your success? That's really, really important to focus on the daily work. Not, mm. Don't struggle thinking about 
your next goal to be in a big competition or in a team or uh, whatever. I think if you focus really on your work and mainly on the relationship between the rider and the horse to understand what what your horse needs, what you can do for for the horse, what you can improve in your in your seat or in your ads or mm-hmm. if we focus every day in these small details then you will reach the, the for, for sure you will reach the, the goal you have i love it and, and do you think how important is education in that uh, the education of the, yeah so if they're working alone do you suggest i mean it sounds like you you had amazing people around you and you also went to germany and went more more <laughs> i want to learn more yeah course you have to to try to learn more every day even when you are in in already in a good position of uh, of the sport of with, with good results you have to try to learn more and more and to see uh, better riders that's another reason why i moved to germany also to be together with the, with with the best riders mm. of the world because mm. al- also if you see them every day it's easier that you try to be like them and yeah. then you you can be like them yeah. so to learn from everything to look at uh, many videos and try to be better every day so you will, will you will be one of other, one of the best so i think I, I really believe on it and to believe on your horse that's what i wanted to mention before mm. to believe on the horse that you have because sometimes we struggle saying no, uh, I'm riding well, but my horse is not good enough because I have no money to buy a better horse yeah. or something like that. I think if you believe in your horse, of course, the horse has to have the basic conditions. And sometimes also to try to to force one horse that it's not a super athlete to be a super athlete is also not a good thing. But if you have uh, a good horse with you, with the basic conditions... You can believe in these horses. That's it, everybody. She is amazing. And that was perfect place to end because that is so perfectly said. Thank you so much for sharing your time with us and um, for sharing all those amazing gold nuggets. I deeply appreciate it. Thank you very much. It was a big pleasure to be with you. (laughs) To stay up to date with the latest content, don't forget to hit subscribe to this podcast, leave us a review, and follow us on Instagram at Your Writing Success and at Natasha.altoff.